All right. God bless you. Greetings, everybody. This is Dr. Valerie Simpson. And Elder Daniel Simpson. And we are with Reset Forever Ministries podcast, welcoming you back to another episode. This week, we are going to be teaching from the book of Numbers. If you would like to grab your devices and uh, take notes, it would be beneficial. It's a wonderful lesson. Learning more and more every day. So this topic today that we have is called Miriam and Aaron Oppose Moses. And we are going to be reading from Numbers chapter 12 and verses 1 through 16 for the lesson. Miriam and Aaron Oppose Moses. All right. So much to learn. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and give it over into the hands of our instructor today. Elder Simpson, it is in your hands. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. This is truly the day that God has given us to live holy and sanctified in. I'm going to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your kindness unto us. We want to thank you, Lord, for bringing us into the family of God by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. And that you would increase our faith so we can, whatever we have to face, we can be bold in you. Strengthen us by your word as we teach your word, Lord. Give us the spirit to teach and our students the spirit to see and have understanding of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So let us look into this uh, whole subject of Miriam and Aaron, you know, coming up against Moses. All right. So in lesson uh, number seven is actually for the 17th of October, the 20, the 20, um, well, 2021. Um, let's start off with uh, you. I think, believe you want to start off with some history on yes, Miriam. Background on Marion. Background on Marion. Foundation, yes. Good information. So we're going to go to the book of Exodus chapter number two, all right? And that is going to be Exodus chapter number two, verses three through nine. Take note of what's being said here. It says, and when she could not longer, well, actually the setup on this is that... Pharaoh had uh, signed a decree that all the male babies would be thrown into the Nile River. As a, an attempt to destroy the... Um, it was just they were multiplying. Multiplying, so, yes. So they were destroying the male children. So uh, Miriam is the brother or the sister of the, the Moses. The oldest sister of Moses by at least 14 years. By at least, because she was a young maiden at yes, this time. a young lady. Teenager. So um, the mother had hid the child as long as she could, mm-hmm. and then when it was, you know, obviously going to be found out, she just we're going to read about it. Yes, after three verse months. number three. Mm-hmm. Yep. After three months. So verse number three, and when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dubbed it within with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's bank. And his sister stood far off to wit what would be done to him. Yes, now this is Miriam, and I believe, Dr. Simpson, that this is when she's been inspired by God. That's what they said that she's a prophetess. 
Well, yeah, she turns out to be a prophetess, mm-hmm. but, you know, we see some working of the Lord in this. Yes. There's no way you, you could uh, deny that because unless you, you know, just are stubborn. But uh, she was just standing far off. Now, one of the reasons why we know God was in it is because the mother, we don't see anywhere where the mother conferred with the child. To go and follow. To see what happens to the child. She probably tearfully put her child her weeping child into this ark and just put it on the Nile River hoping and the best for her precious child because he was a goodly child. Mm -hmm. And so she was probably hoping for the best. And then all at the same time, God has Miriam positioned watching from afar off and she's watching what is going to happen to my little brother right I, my mother just put him into this ark and it's going to what is going to happen so she said as his sister start, stood afar off and to wit what would be done of him verse number five the daughter of pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked alongside the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. To fetch it. Mm-hmm. So this is Pharaoh's daughter, and she saw this sight. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Go see what that. What's going mm-hmm. on with that? And they went and they fetched it and they brought it to the daughter of Pharaoh. Now, is this? Just, you know, coincidence. This all this whole timing is just she just happened to be going to the river to wash at that time. Miriam just happened to be standing there by the river watching at the moment that, you know, his mother puts her into puts him into the ark. All of this is God's hand is all over it. He's using people. He's using the women folks. He's using, well, so in Mm -hmm. this segment, he is. And so it says that, and the daughter of Pharaoh, when she came down to Washington, they went to fetch him. Verse number six. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. So here here again is the hand of God because uh, she, the babe wept. And number one, before anything further is said, she had compassion yes. on this infant. And, uh, and so she recognized him and she acknowledged that she knew this is one of the Hebrews' children. And if Pharaoh had put that decree out there, she, she knew she that knew, child. Yes was, you know, designated or, you know, yeah, the Mm -hmm. fate was that the child was to be slain. Mm -hmm. So she she said, this is one Hebrews children, verse number seven, then said the sister of Pharaoh's daughter, then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, that's Miriam talking Mm -hmm. to Pharaoh's daughter. Now, nobody was talking to Miriam. Jesus she just Showed close up. enough following this ark. Yes. And so they pull up the, the ark onto the river and Miriam all in the middle of it. Yes. This Inspired is, by God. I think this is the, yes. this is all part of the definition of her name, beloved. Beloved, yes. So she's stepping over to and nobody's talking to Miriam, nobody called for her. Uh and so she's over there and when she recognized that the daughter of Pharaoh had recognized this as a Hebrew child. Then she just opens boldly. She speaks up. 
And she said, Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that we may nurse, that she may nurse the child for Lord thee? Yes. I even have a solution. I have a suggestion. So Miriam is, is God is using her. So if he's using her like that, and what we know turns out to be the for a, a, a type and a symbol of Christ, a deliverer, mm-hmm. For the people who were in bondage, if and 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 God used her in that capacity to spare his life, and to put him into the best place he could have been, mm-hmm. and, and to afford him all these benefits and education and knowledge, mm-hmm. um, God is using this this woman. So God is in it. Well, she's a child at this time. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Go. Now, here we see further the hand of God. And the maid went and called, not just any Hebrew, but the mother's child. So if it had been another young girl, maybe she would have got, went and got another That's why we know Mary mother was, of the Hebrew. was 12 or 13 because she said the maid. So she was... Well, yeah, that yeah. age group was probably around 12 to 13, 14 yeah. or mm-hmm. so. But it, it could have been another Hebrew uh, a daughter. It could have been somebody other than Miriam, but it was Miriam who knew who the mother was because she saw her put that baby in there. So this is God's hand all over. Verse number nine, and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, take the child away, nurse it for me, and I will give thee wages, even blessings on top of blessings. My child didn't die. My 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 daughter saw what happened. She spoke up. The child winds up in the hands of wealth and and um, mm-hmm. yeah. grandeur. My child winds up in the palace, and then I get a chance to the child that I thought I didn't know if I'd never see again. My child is returned to me just like that, and put into my arms to continue to nurse. And to bring my, I don't have to hide my child anymore. She couldn't hide him anymore. That's why she, but now she doesn't have to hide them. And she took him and the mother nursed him. All right. So now back in our lesson. So we're going to go now to Numbers chapter number 12. So that's a little bit of history about Miriam. You can see God is, um, God is deeply involved in this. And he's deeply involved through the heart and the wisdom or through the heart and the intuition of Miriam and Pharaoh's daughter and and everything just works together because they could have told her be quiet or who are you or we'll make the decision she even gave the decision so God is in it all right so going into the lesson now in in Numbers chapter 12 all right you want to go ahead and Miriam Aaron speaking against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So it's a double, double issue. <laughs> they yeah. make it twice. They make the, the mention of it twice. So now this was at what juncture of their journey? Okay, they are now almost two, maybe a year and a half mm-hmm. out of Egypt in the wilderness. Okay. At a place called So they have been out there for two years at Hazaroth. And Hazaroth means court. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah some so judgmental things. Yes, Hazaroth means court. So now This is amazing. And it just came out of last week's lesson. It just came out of, of the 
quail experience. Yeah. Where they had the grave craven. Mm-hmm. And they had a big cemetery there. Mm-hmm. They had to bury all the people who was, was lusting after that quail. Yeah, while it was in their mouth. And the Bible says mm-hmm. even in their teeth yes. that he smote them. So, so now, now we're in a place called Hazaroth, which means court. court. And it couldn't be a more appropriate title. I wonder if they named it before or after. I'm not sure. <laughs> but whatever, it's it, appropriate. It's the appropriate. name is correct. Now, these three individuals being called into let's God's read it. court. Let's read it. Yeah. So the Ethiopian woman, let's put a name on, on Moses' wife. Okay. So let's go to Exodus chapter 18, verse 1 through 5, and we will find out who this Ethiopian woman was. Exodus 18 and 1 through 5. Yes. Okay. Which reads, When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law heard of all that God had done for Moses. So he probably heard this whole story from the very beginning of this ark. And for Israel, for his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back. Okay, so he sent her back. And her two sons, of which the names of the one was Gershom, for he had, for he said, I have been an alien in a strange land. And that was probably when he was down in Egypt among, you know, the palace. He was really a stranger there because he knew. And then when he left and went to the land of Midian. When he got on the backside of that mountain and yeah. was in the land of Midian, those two were both, but he had named one of the children Gershom because that was to testify that I had been an alien in a strange land. Mm-hmm. The second one, the name of the other was Eleazar. For the God of my father, he said, was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. So he's speaking of now when he had to flee for his life of Pharaoh because he realized he was one of the Hebrews and he saw how they were being ill-treated just because they were Hebrews. So he named his sons his experience. By his experience, which in turn, every time you name, every time you call that child's name, you're again bringing a memorial to what God had done. You're referencing the works of God. So Moses, um, was definitely uh, was definitely one who followed God with all of his heart. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness where they encamped at the Mount of God. Yes. Okay, so his wife's name was Zipporah. Zipporah. Now, she wasn't just like you said. She wasn't a random person. Mm-hmm. She was a wife, and she had children, and she was a family. just wasn't a woman that he was... Well, he was the high with. priest. You know, mm-hmm. her father was... Her father was the priest of Midian. Of Midian, yes. You know, so it was a God conscience, a God conscious family that she came out of. Um, so the Midianites were from descendants from Midian. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, she had this background and she had this knowledge and she had this godliness planted mm-hmm. in her spirit to the point where she did what God had given her to do with conviction. And and uh, I'm speaking specifically of the story when they were in 
They were in Journey. Where were they? They were in Journey, and they were at an inn. They were at an inn, Mm -hmm. and um, God came to the inn. The Bible says God came to the inn to kill Moses. Mm -hmm. What Moses? Your your you know type your typology of Christ and this great one this deliverer this but he did it because he failed to keep. God's covenant, this token of this covenant that he had given him um, was to circumcise the children, you know, within that eight days, because that was reference to relationship. And Moses, I don't know why, but he failed to do it. So... Zipporah knew it was supposed to be done. And infuriation, she was obviously infuriated justifiably because God came to kill him for not doing it. She was mad that he didn't do it too. So she just took a stone, a sharp stone, the Bible says, and circumcised the child and threw the foreskins at his feet, you know, in protest, you're a bloody husband to me, that you didn't do what you know you were supposed to do by God. And then Zipporah left, went back to her father. Her and her sons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And back to her father. And then this is wow. when he brought him back in chapter 18. When well, they brought him back. And so we can see that Zipporah was not just, you know, some scrappy person that he picked up along the way. And, you know, when she's bringing us down, she's not even appropriate, you know. Yes, you married You married beneath yourself. Yes. Yeah, she, she's, she's an honorable individual mm-hmm. here. Yes. And certainly in the eyes of God. And that's what really matters the most. Because, so. because in verse 2 of the lesson we see, and verse 2 said, And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Okay, so now really we already know by what the word is telling us that they were mad. They spoke against, Aaron and Moses spoke against Moses for one reason only, and that was because he married the Ethiopian woman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because, oh, we, God talks to us or you just act like you're in charge of everything and we can, we can handle more authority and you just lifting yourself up among us as somebody greater. No, that's not even your issue. So don't even try to use that. That's not even your issue. Your real issue is that I'm married to this Ethiopian. So, but the good thing about it, and we'll read it, the good thing about it is yet to be seen. And he had indeed spoken only, has he only spoken by Moses? Has he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Okay, so has he not also spoken by us? Yes. And this is Aaron saying, hey, God has used me also. I'm the high right, priest. Right. I'm going to the presence of the Lord on, on the day of, of atonement. I go into the holiest of all. Yes, I'm the only one allowed there to offer up, to put the blood on the mercy mm-hmm. seat. And I haven't, obviously, I didn't go in there wrong because I came back out with my life. So I'm somebody with mm-hmm. God. You know, I'm 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 the high priest, and I go before God on behalf of the people. God can't talk to me. Yes. You mean you mean God won't talk to me? All right. So then, what about Miriam? Yes. Miriam said, "God used me to deliver Moses mm-hmm. from the, the the decree of Pharaoh to slay all the sons and the, and the death." And so, the you know, I'm, I've been very instrumental in your life. You know, I'm your big sister. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm the one that actually, you know. Is the reason why you're still here. She could have gotten lifted up like that. I can't say she said that. But but God did speak to them. When they got on the other side of the Red Sea, what happened? Miriam and led those women out in worship. So, yeah, oh, she was beloved. She was prophetic. She was used by God. Yes, God spoke by you. And God spoke by her. But why are you trying to act like that's the issue? 
So it's not the issue, but I'm going to deal with you. So in verse number three. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. So we know that word meek just means just um, Dr. Simpson. It says a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and desire of someone else. So in this case, the will and desire of someone else is that, you know, they wanted to, to rise up and talk against him. They wanted to give him a hard time. They wanted to demean him and criticize him. And they wanted to contest the fact or protest the fact that she she was an Ethiopian woman that he had married and God speaks to us. So Moses was willing to submit and step back and not fight for himself. You know, we used to sing. Mm-hmm. We say, stand still and let the Lord fight your battles. But we don't stand still and let the Lord fight our battles all the time. Sometimes we rise up and we speak, you know, I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. And here's why you're wrong. And let me show you. And sometimes if we're not careful, we'll tell people off with scriptures, you know. We'll just riddle a bunch of scriptures at them. But here was the problem is that Moses, the Bible says, was the meekest man. He took things off of people. That was not a bad thing. That's a bad thing in the eyes of people. You let them talk to you like that? You let them walk on you like that? You're the deliverer. You led us across through the Red Sea. You let them, then other people are going to treat you wrong. But here's the thing. Moses was meek. He had broad shoulders. He could take it. He would take it. And he would take it back to God. But look at what happens. And he was the meekest upon all the earth. So, um, look at what happens in verse number four. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, unto Aaron and Miriam, Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And there three came, and they three came out. All right, so we're in Hazaroth, right? Yeah. And Hazaroth means what? Court. Well, we're in session. Court's in session. Court's in session. So in in verse number four, suddenly the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, come out ye three, all three of you come out here. He said unto the tabernacle of the congregation and they all three came out and we were saying earlier, you know, I'm sure that it was a moment, even if the tone was calm. It was a moment that they had to know something that this couldn't be good. Mm-hmm. This cannot be good. We have all been summoned into, you know, before the judge at one time. So here, and he says he did it suddenly. And sometimes you have to wait on God, you know. You get a little impatient, you get a little frightened, you get a little weary. Sometimes you're just forlorn. You're just, it's just taking so much out of you that you don't even have a fight left in you. But in this case, where he said the Lord heard it in verse number two, and then he said, but and he 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 assessed Moses. He said, and Moses was the meekest man on the earth, and he said, suddenly God called all three of them. All right, courts in session in verse number five. And the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud, pillar of cloud, and stood in the door of the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And so called. so that's a visible manifestation. Not just are you hearing me, I'm gonna show up. This is even worse. 
this is even I would I would prefer you not show up <laughs> because remember when he you know his display at Mount Sinai terrified them. Yes. So then I'm pretty sure they're like, what's getting ready to happen next? So God shows up visibly. He first he summons them to court, then he shows up visibly. All right. And called Aaron. Miriam and they both came forward. Oh my. Okay, Moses, you're good. I just want you to stand and witness all this. But you too, step up. Verse 6. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. So, uh, if there's a prophet among you, this is how I will deal with him. Have I, and, and I guess he could have added on there, have I showed you dreams? Have I showed you visions concerning right now? Or do I have a prophet that is leading you right now that I'm dealing with? So, first of all, I want you to think that one over. That ought to humble you and shut you up a little bit. All right? Because thus far, we know the only one who had a vision was Joseph. Yeah, I mean, there were others, but he's I'm talk- talking about in Genesis, but right in now. In Genesis, but mm-hmm. in this situation, he's dealing with two of these. Okay, so since you don't have that, that's another reason to shut up. Shut up because I called you forward. Shut up because I showed up visibly. And shut up because now I said if I'm, if I'm a, if there be a prophet, I will come to him and I will make myself known to him in a vision and will speak to him in a dream. So shut up again. Okay, verse 7. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. Oh, my God. And then he starts, he starts, you know, patting Moses on the back. And he starts defending Moses. And he advocates for Moses. And he comes, he's letting them know, this is the way I feel about Moses. I heard you. That's what it says up here. Verse number two. I heard what you said. But this is Moses. Mo- this is my servant Moses. And he is the one that I have given great dreams and visions to. So we want to read a little bit uh, more about that. Um, so you want to go to Hebrews? We want to go to Hebrews now. Chapter 3. Okay. And verse? 2 through 6. Okay. Hebrews 3, 2 through 6. Who was faithful to him that appointed him uh, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Now he's speaking of Jesus because if you back up just one verse it says wherefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling consider the apostle and high priest of our profession Christ Jesus. Yes. Now he had to do this because these Hebrews, this is New Testament, we're in a new covenant, new and living way. Mm-hmm. So now the deliverer is Christ and all those things of the Old Testament have been fulfilled yes. in Christ. And so now um, he's saying that um, they were struggling because for hundreds of years they have been taught, you know, the law of Moses and all the rituals and um, everything that they had to go through in order to be in good standing with God. And, you know, they had experienced the Lord, but now they were still unable to dismiss the law and Moses. So he's telling them, which is one of the themes in the book of Hebrews, 
the word better. He's telling them why this is a better covenant. And so he's saying that it is because that the new high priest and the apostle and high priest of our profession is now Jesus. So in verse number two, he speaks further of Jesus. He said, who was faithful to him that appointed him. And God had appointed Jesus. And he was faithful. He said, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. So God is speaking up here even in the New Testament. His legacy goes on. He was faithful in all of his house. Verse 3. For this man was counted worthy of all glory that Moses for more of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who had built the house means has more honor than the house. So, when it comes to comparing and going back to the law, which is a problem, and it is a problem today for many, um, this is the one that built the house. We're not talking about the house. Moses was faithful in all his house. Now we're not talking about the house. We're talking about the builder of the house. And the builder has the the craftsmanship. They have the materials. They have the skillfulness. They have the ingenuity, the creativity to build. So the house is wonderful, but who was able to construct and even visualize design yes yes and that is how much greater Christ is than Moses but God is still speaking highly and Mo- Moses's legacy continues and so in verse number 4 it says for every house is built by some man but he that built all things is God okay so i have built all things and so he's really Paulus I'm sorry it could be a Paulus I kind of think because he was so eloquent but we don't know who wrote Hebrews but he says he that builds all things is God again he speaks of Moses in verse number five he says Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken so he was a forerunner he was not necessarily the forerunner but he was that was to set an example Mm -hmm. making him a type in the shadow of Christ verse number six but Christ as a son over his own house whose house we are church yes and we're the house and he's over the house if we hold fast to the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. We got to keep this hope firm to the end. You know, I just want to throw this in. I don't hear much about this hope much teaching, you know, in certain places. Some places may, but I'm not hearing it a lot. It's it's kind of diminishing the hope that we have. Especially, you know? especially in the times that we live in. Especially now. when it's needed so bad, but the hope of, of, of him coming to receive us into himself and the hope that we have, you know, you know, he gave his, his disciples a hope, right? Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, let not your heart be troubled if you believe in God. And when they were in the upper room and they were weeping, when they knew he was, he let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So mm-hmm. where I am, you can be also. But you don't get a lot of that, and that yes. is our hope. And he said, if you're going to hold fast and hold fast to that to the end, that means teach it until the end. Yes. So yeah, anyway, that was beyond little, the grave. Mm-hmm, we have a hope beyond the grave. So that was a little bit about God's testimony of Moses. 
but you know we're getting back to court now so they're in court they're in trouble all right so let's go back to the book of numbers sorry about that little bit of a tangent but i thank god for the gospel we have to bring the gospel to this lesson amen verse eight and verse number eight says with him i'll speak mouth to mouth even apparently and not in dark speeches and the similitude of the lord shall be shall shall he he behold Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? I, I don't just talk to him in some kind of fable or parable or mm-hmm. some kind of an allegory or something. I speak to him mouth to mouth. I make it clear to him. I speak plainly to Moses. And we can find that in <laughs> Exodus chapter 33, verse 18, where God... Did you want to read that? We don't have to. But... We can. Exodus thirty-three eighteen. I mean, you know, somebody may want to go ahead and take these scripts. Exodus, they may want to go ahead and take these lessons and, you know, continue to build off a series. 3318 reads, and he said, um, I beseech thee, show me, my gl- show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Go down to 23. Oh, to 23. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passes by thee that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by and I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts but my face shall not be seen so God even testified while he's in court with Aaron and Miriam Mm -hmm. I showed Moses my I speak to him I show him visions here's here's another what he said I speak my my I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, his similitude. Yes. Okay, so so he said, I, I don't speak to him in dark speeches. I showed him my, my similitude. And actually, he did show him his actual self, but he showed him the hinder part. Yes. Um, and he said, and, and, and the Lord shall, and the Lord shall he behold. And we see even read here where he beheld the Lord. Wherefore then, why then? So after all of this, I just said to you, why weren't you afraid to speak to him like that? So he got him in They court. are speechless. They're probably jaw dropped, trembling, probably sweating because God has already showed his fury in so many ways. They don't know what's going to happen, but they know they're all wrong and they don't have a case. They know they don't even have an argument. So verse number nine. So the Bible says it's, it's terrible things to fall, fall into the, the hands of an angry God. Of an angry God. So court is in session, and this is just amazing to me. And I and I like how God's in court because He have the evidence and He's presented to Aaron. Why didn't y'all think about this? Y'all know you you two know better than this. Yeah, you you know all these things. You were right there. You know I speak to him mouth to mouth. That's in Exodus chapter thirty three and verse eleven said. I speak to Moses face to face, mm-hmm. mouth to mouth. As now, were they still alive speaking. at that time, both Aaron and, yeah. and Miriam, at that time? Because I know that was when God was getting ready to take 
Yeah, they, this the, this Lesley and I was a year out from what happened. Oh, so they so have seen all of this. No reason for them to just, you know, you didn't think about that either, did you? You didn't think about me speaking to him face to face. And why weren't you afraid? Verse number nine. And the anger of the Lord was kindled. After all that, you know, after you lay your case out, you know, and you think about everything that was said and that they knew better and they don't even have a comeback. Now God is, he says his anger is now even kindling worse as if it hadn't been bad enough. He could have told them to go to their room and, you know, they could have shut up and never did anything. But his anger gets kindled. They fall into the hands of an angry God. Um, He says, and kindled against them and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam, uh uh-oh. He didn't tell him what was going to happen, did he? He pronounced the judgment out. And he left, and then all of a sudden. Miriam. No, and yeah, and Miriam, <clears throat> now she's leprous, and God is left. It's like, hold on, you know. Stay here, heal me. Let me let me repent. No, we, that's what I'm going to say. You know Aaron and his big sister Miriam did not repent. And see, here too, There's there comes a time when... <clears throat> A place of repentance cannot be found. Sometimes things get beyond repentance, right? Didn't we read that before? But, that when when um was it Esau that gave about his blessing? He came back and sought God carefully with tears. He said, "But no, nope, no repentance could be found for him." So God left, and when He left. He left his his dealings upon Miriam, and she became leprous, white as snow. Since you don't like black, I'm going to give you white. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Yep. That leopard is a, I looked it up, it was a disease, Dr. Simpson, that Mm -hmm. ate away at a person's flesh. Mm -hmm. Spiritually, for the church. It's a sin. Yeah, it, it, it speaks it represents sin, and mm-hmm. it eats away at our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying earlier, I mean, the Ethiopian obviously had a woman of the color and texture, right? So, you don't like this. Let's try white. You like white. God knows exactly how to deal and how to make a statement. And she was leprous. And then the disease was eating at her. Some things, like you said, bring it into the spiritual realm. Some of these hatreds and some of these Jealous and uh, jealousies and envies and prejudices, they eat away at your soul just like leprosy yes. eats away at the flesh. Take note. And behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, O Lord, I beseech thee, lay not this sin upon... Now you're begging. Okay. Now you're pleading. But you know, I'm not going to um, mock them because I want to say, when trouble comes, call on the Lord. You know, seek him while he may be found. Cast your cares upon him. Confess your faults. He said that he that confesses his sin, I'm faithful and just to forgive him. You know, call, yeah, call on the name of the Lord. So he's doing the right thing. But, but why Aaron, did it take you? Why did it take this? Because Aaron realized something <clears throat> that when he messed up, when uh, 
the first rebellion when he made the golden calf. Oh, yeah. And Moses prayed for him and interceded for him, and God spared his life. There. He okay. knew to go to Moses and say, Unless, my Lord, I beseech thee, means to beg and plead, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. So he knew to go to Moses, and Moses is a type of high priest, like Christ is a type mm -hmm. of our high priest. And we go to Christ and we plead for Christ to take our case to the Father mm -hmm. and for him to plead for us and we don't get what we truly deserve. And then verse number 12, he goes on and pleads more. Let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh hath consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Because that made you filthy, you know, you could, you were unclean if something like that happens. In yes. seven day period, you have to be cast that's out. A, that's in Numbers two, 2 and 5, we'll go there. Okay. Oh, okay. You want to go there? Yes. Okay, let's finish reading this. Well, if a father had not spit in her face, you can tell by the words of God that he is still kindled with wrath. Um, wouldn't she be uh, wouldn't she um, not be shut out from the camp seven days and after that let her let her be received again and then Miriam was received and Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again and then after that the people removed from Hazaroth or could I say they removed from court? Quarters closed. <laughs> court adjourned. Yep. They removed from Hazaroth and pitched in the wilderness of Paran. Did you want to read that story? Yes, we can go to Numbers 5 and 2 and you can read. So that people can know where it's at. Yes. Numbers 5 and 2. Okay, and if you have any questions, you can always email us at uh, resetforever.com and we can certainly address your questions. If you have any specific topics or subjects or discussions you'd like to have, you can send it there too. Alright, so two remote, uh, numbers five. five and two. First two, yes. Command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper and everyone that have an issue like the woman with the issue of blood or, or it could be a pus or running sores yeah. or it could be some kind of infection everyone that has you know or inflammation that has uh an issue and whosoever is defiled by the dead so you've touched anything so marion had all three of those states in her oh yeah she was leopard leprous and she was considered dead for defiled by the dead that's what he said don't mm -hmm. let her be like one that that is dead mm -hmm. And then, of course, of course, what was happening to her tissue, you know, because of this disease, all of those things. So that put she her was out experiencing the within her body as she was going through this stage of leprosy. Amen. Well, Elder Simpson, we kind of went over a little bit on that, but that was a good lesson. It was worth uh, the time and the effort. So, yeah, Miriam and Aaron opposed Moses. And God heard it. That's yes. the thing you got to remember. So, but we thank God that he hears us when we cry. We thank God. And, you know, I see something here. I see that God is always ready to redeem. 
He's ready to forgive. But you know, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. But the good thing is, if you reap it in this life, you don't have to reap it throughout eternity. But you know what, Dr. Simpson? Just look at Moses. Mm -hmm. What if Moses did not plead for for Miriam? Well, God heard Moses because Moses was right with them. He told them to step up and stand before the court. And so Moses was the one that was right. And Moses was the meekest man on the earth. And so that was out of the meekness of Moses' heart. Yes. And then these were his siblings, but nonetheless, Moses pleaded for the people, you know, even when they were out of order. So, if he had not pleaded... And we got a high priest, Christ our Lord. And if he didn't go on our behalf to the Father and plead our case... Constantly. Daily. If any man sin, he has an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is faithful at his office at the right hand of the Father, pleading our case. Well, amen. Amen. All right. Well, we are thankful. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Reset. You want to pray us out, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God. Our Savior. Be glory. glory, Majesty, majesty, dominion, dominion, power, both now now and and ever. ever. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you. Join us again on next week at Reset Forever Ministries Podcast or wherever podcasts can be found, you can find us. You'll even find us on Amazon and you'll find us on Audible and you'll be able to download them and you'll be notified. All right, God bless you. We'll talk to you next week in Jesus' name.